the stuff I hear from this chair. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Del Tufo at his peak. Del Tufo has a faster burst than Lawrence Taylor. 100%. My brother Frank couldn't catch me. I was one of the fastest kids around. That's all I could do is run and roller skate. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up, Vikings linebacker Zadarius Smith from Amazon Freebies Tropo. Actor Thomas Jane, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... My brother Frank couldn't catch me. It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two, the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. Also, the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, Coast to Coast. Uh, we say hello to our Odyssey app listeners as well. We've got a, a large live audience and then one on our podcast. Uh, we say hello to our podcast listeners wherever you are consuming this show and whenever you are doing it, it's your right to listen to us whenever you're darn well Please Certainly hit the subscribe button. We say the same thing if you ever miss anything and you go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We would love for uh, you all to uh, to hit that subscribe button. Over 416,000 subscribers to our YouTube page. We thank all of you for that. Chris Brockman and uh, DJ Mikey D in their usual spots. Uh, TJ Jefferson lit the candle about an hour ago. What up, though? And um, he is in his spot. You uh, Where you are at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We've got some time to take your phone calls this hour. But uh, we go to the uh, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line and welcome on this program, I believe for the first time, a man entering his eighth year in the National Football League. Um, and uh, he's now with the Minnesota Vikings, staying put in the NFC North after it appeared like he was going back to the AFC North for a split second. He is Zadarius Smith of the Minnesota Vikings. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Doing good. How about yourself, Mr. Rich? I am doing just fine. Better for talking to you. What's going on in your world? <laughs> I want to I wanna say thank you, man, for having me on the show, man. And I love your first name, by the way. Oh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you, what do you love about it? What do you love about it? Hey, rich man, look, come on, man. Don't we all want to be rich one day? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean one day? I saw what you signed for with Minnesota. <laughs> he resembles that remark. <laughs> That's exactly yes, sir, right. Yes, so now I've, I've already figured out uh, early on in our conversation uh, why Dalvin Cook calls you crazy. Did you hear him call you crazy? Did you hear <laughs> I that? I did not. I did not. But I will for sure tomorrow to walk up to him. And ask him why did he say that? <laughs> well, he said that you bring energy to practice. He's crazy, okay. man. Quote unquote. Okay. That's what he said. Uh, crazy in a good way. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'll right. read the quote. He's crazy. Cook said with a laugh. Practices are literally fun. He's going to be one of those players that gets our whole team better just bringing that energy. That's what he said. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so what are you like in practice then? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Uh, I'm an animal. Um, I think yesterday. Uh, we had a practice, and uh, Coach had to tell me, Z, just to cool down a little bit. You know, this is the second day of OTAs, but we all know that I, I haven't played in a whole year, so just getting that feel of being back on the field, man, is the excitement for me, and uh, I just got to control myself, basically. You? <laughs> you were told to take it down a notch? Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I was a little too hyped. Like I said, I haven't played in a whole year, man, and just being excited to be – with the new team and being out there with my new teammates, man, it's very exciting for me. Okay. Uh, before we get to your, your here and now, what happened uh, in March where it looked like you were going back to the team that drafted you for a split second, Baltimore, but then you, you, you go wind up in Minnesota? What happened? 
Uh, some of the things didn't work out. Um, I know we were negotiating, but uh, things didn't go the way we wanted it to, man. I know uh, I want to thank them for just giving me that opportunity, you know, coming out of college and drafting me. And it would have been good to go back there, but, you know, everything didn't work out. But I, I ended up where I needed to be. How about that? Okay, no, that's, that's good. That's good. Is it? Is there any truth to the conversation that you uh, were talking? You, you figured where you might be in the neighborhood of money. Uh, and then other neighborhoods, like Von Miller's neighborhood, got a little bit more high rent, and you you wanted a you wanted something else. Is that a true story? Yeah, you know what? I really didn't even know about Von Miller's situation. Um, I think during the time I was actually getting a massage um, <laughs> when my agent when my agent was on the phone uh, going back and forth, but I just received a text message saying that I had signed and I never did agree to anything, and um, that's how that worked out and. Like I said, it would have been good to go back to Baltimore, but uh, things wasn't what it was supposed to be. So, like I said, that's why I'm here now with the Vikings and just happy to be here with another opportunity to play football. It's Darius Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show of the Minnesota Vikings. So, when you saw the schedule for the first time and you saw the first opponent is your former team in Green Bay, you thought what, hmm. Darius? Man, man, it's going to be a party. I can tell you that much. It's going to be a big show going to be a very big show man uh being able to go back there um as i once said man the things didn't work out in baltimore for the baltimore situation and things didn't work out for green bay um i wanted to be in green bay there were some things that uh upstairs didn't go right but i want to appreciate them man for uh just giving me an opportunity as well to really showcase you know i had to come in and basically uh lead and, and be the guy who I was there uh, because they had a guy like Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews uh, was a big-name guy, and when they found out they was letting him go and I was coming in, they was like, who is this guy, you know? So um, I think I did what I was supposed to um, throughout my three years there, man. But like I said, man, I can't wait to get a chance to face them the first game and, and see that look on Aaron Rodgers' face when he see me on the other side of the ball. <laughs> What's the face going to look like? I have no idea, but I, I hopefully all the fans can picture it. If so, <laughs> <laughs> the pleasantries. Will you say something, Aaron? If you see, when you when you meet him, Zadarius, you can say something. Uh, more than likely, you know. what I'm saying it's going to be a hey. It's good to see you again, but now it's not at practice. You know, <laughs> right? Well, I guess you couldn't touch him in practice. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's basically what I'm saying. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, that's what I, I figured. So when you said things upstairs didn't work out uh, in Green Bay, you talking financially or just belief in uh, you? No, I think it was more uh, my contract situation, uh, mm -hmm. something that they wanted to do, and I didn't feel comfortable doing it. And uh, my coaches, like I said, my coaches had left. So uh, they was like, okay, we're just going to uh, release you. You know, you're not going to hold you anywhere that you don't want to be anymore. I mean, I wanted to be there, but it just didn't work out, man. But like everybody, like I said, everybody is good upstairs. I, I really want to thank them um, for, like I said, giving me the opportunity because when I was going to Green Bay, then nobody knew who Zadarius Smith was. But those people upstairs in a good way put me in a situation, man, to show my talent and become one of the – Best outside linebackers, pass rushers in this league. So, um, yeah, then nothing go bad. It was just situations that happened. And uh, like I said, once again, I just want to thank them. But I can't wait to see them uh, for the first game. Yeah, and uh, can you believe that uh, Devontae's not there and Aaron stayed? Did that surprise you, Zadarius? Uh, it did a little bit, but um, you know how that go, man. Uh, 
I guess uh, Tay had been with them for how many years? Nine, am I correct? I think right around years. that. Yep. Yeah, and he had an opportunity to to go back and play with his quarterback from college, man. So I don't blame him, man. Like I said, he's been there for nine years, man. You know, he probably wanted something fresh and something new, but I wish him the best of luck too, man. And then while everything was going on with Aaron about he might not play there anymore, he might, and then he did come back, what, what was your perspective on all that sitting on the defensive side of the locker room? Uh, of having a quarterback, <laughs> you know? Uh, that's the scary part of knowing when you got a defense as good as we were, um, and knowing that we possibly wasn't going to have a quarterback coming back, that was that was kind of scary. Um, but for me, you know, I wasn't able to perform because I had the small injury and I went through this year. So, right, man, it was it was a scary moment for the whole team. But you know, he did what he was supposed to. He came back and uh, made it right, and everything was corrected. So. You know, I'm wishing them luck, and I'm just happy he's still there here because I get to play him twice a year now. Yes, you do. Is there? Is there? So, is the Darius Smith here in the Rich Eisen show? Is there a revenge factor to that game for you? Do you uh, circle? No revenge. It's gonna be more of a just excitement game. You know, like I said, I've been there for a while, and just being able not to be able to really go hard and tackle the running back there, Aaron Jones, or. Dylan, um, or be able to hit Aaron Rodgers. You know, to sack him, I couldn't ever do that. So. Just to get that opportunity now to do that and at the end of the day laugh at it because it's all going to be a game. It's all fun at the end of the day. So it's just going to be happy and excitement, man, to get them in our territory now to play them. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and plus you know the state of the NFC North and how it has been for a while. Uh, obviously, you've been in the – the penthouse version of that <laughs> in Green Bay, <laughs> right? But so you know, like that, is, that that right off the bat can give you an upper hand in a divisional race that you need to win. Certainly, yes, sir. So, I, I actually know what it what it takes to uh, you know be number one in that uh, in our conference. And when I say that, uh, meaning now that I'm here, I know what I can take with me and help this team build to become basically the kings of the north. So. Um, we're just going to take it one day at a time. Like I said, we're just now getting started. It's OTAs. But when it really gets down to crunch time during training camp, man, we're, we're going to build to be basically not the penthouse, but the mansion of the, of the North. How about that? Yeah, sure. And so you're, you're, you're new to Minnesota. So is the head coach. What can you tell Vikings fans about Kevin O'Connell in your first blush? Uh, young coach, man. He's all about his players, you know. Um, a younger coach that really want to know, hey, how do you guys feel, man? And that's one thing that we love about him because it's, it's always not about the coach and what he's thinking. He want to know what the players are thinking, man. And that's good to have on a football team um, and a younger coaching staff, man. He's he's knowing exactly where we're coming from, and he's also knowing that basically he just came from a championship team. So whatever he can bring with us, man, is going to help us even more to get to that mansion that I was talking about. Yeah, and and, and earlier in the conversations, Darius Smith, you were talking about how Green Bay asked you to do some things, and your coaches had left, so on and so forth. You're in a three-four yes, defense here in Minnesota. This is what you're comfortable doing, right? You're 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 going to start yes, to so you're you're in a spot where you feel your talents can be utilized is what you're yes, saying. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm pick that familiar up. with all the plays and what I need to do in my position. And I can also come in and, you know, help the younger guys. You know, coach always have me in the front of the line, helping me show the guys the ropes. So I'm good at doing that. And, and every other guy is coming along, man. So me just playing my part and being here 
and helping young guys grow is a big factor also. So you do have a mentoring um, uh, concept for for everybody yes, else? Okay. Yes, sir. Because you heard yes, what Tannehill said about Malik Willis, right? That even though they, they – What did he say? I did. Well, he said that it's not his job to mentor the kid is what he said. <laughs> hey, look, I look at it, man, as when I go to work and I come to work, man, it's all a brotherhood, man. Whatever I may know um, that I'm strong at or good at, I can help the younger guys with whatever we get. Um, so I'm all about helping my teammates and helping them become better. Uh, I think it was some things that were said um, about me and a younger guy that played with Green Bay, Rashawn Gary. Man, Rashawn Gary was a guy who I helped each and every day. Um, I love him to death, man. And as you can see how he grew as a player uh, from over those three years, man, I just want to actually bring that excitement and leadership to this team as I did that while I was in Green Bay. So every guy can be dominant. I'm um, at our position and at, at every position, man. So I'm just happy to be here and excited. To Darius Smith of the Vikings, a couple more minutes left with, with uh, you, sir. Um, how does a kid from Alabama wind up in Kentucky? How did that happen? Man, it's a crazy story, man. I'm going to sit here and tell you. So I was a basketball player and um, always hooped. I always played basketball. That was my passion. That was my dream. But okay. it was one coach, my um, coach, Ben Blackman. He kept telling me this, and this was from eighth grade. He was like, man, look, you need to come out and play football. And my mom, she was always scared. She was like, no, you're going to get hurt. And I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? Basketball, you can get hurt too. So it, it came to my senior year, man, uh, when I went to try to play AAU basketball, traveling ball, and I got a chance to see that that really wasn't for me, you know. So um I took the time out to go back upstairs to where the football facility was and ask Coach Blackman could I play football. And the crazy thing about it, you wouldn't believe this, that coach told me to go ask my senior classmates if I can come out and play because I had basically missed um, like spring training and the summer because I was playing basketball during the time. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, go ask your teammates, uh, your senior class teammates, if you can come out here because, you know, that's disrespectful for the – to them because you haven't been here. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go ask them. When I asked them, they said yes. And that was the only way that I could get on the football field. Isn't that something, man? Yeah. To be able to have guys to basically have a hold on my future. And if they would have said no, man, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here talking to you, man, because football would have never existed if them guys would have said no. So getting to that, to me going to Kentucky – I played football that senior year, man. Had a great year, but I had to take the junior college route because a lot of D1 schools, you know, didn't believe in a first-year guy that played football for one year. Hmm. Um, so I took the JUCO route, went to junior college, man. Actually learned the game from another coach, Coach Jimmy Brumbaugh, man. He, he took me up on his wing, showed me the game, and it came time me. It came time for me to go to a D1 school. I had all the offers in the in the world, man. I could have went anywhere. But that coach from my junior college that taught me the game, Jimmy Brumbaugh, actually got the job back in Kentucky two days before uh, signing day um, for me to go to a D1 school, man. And he called me and was like, Z, I want you to come with me. And that's exactly how I ended up back in Kentucky. But to say that, to say this, man, that's similar to what, what I'm telling you now of how my coaches came from Green Bay to, uh, you know, Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? I had already knew everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, the transition when I went from junior college to Kentucky, I had knew all the techniques, so I was in first in line helping the other guys. But that's exact, exactly what happened, man. And 
just happy to be here today, man, to be uh, a football player in this National Football Player League. That is amazing. Certainly, since it's all worked yes. out for you, Zadarius Smith. But in all, yes, let's let, let's let's be honest here, though. What, what, what were your power forward? Your slash line was what? Ten and ten? You give no, me ten I and ten. What were you? That's the crazy part. Center. I was a center at six three. <laughs> at six three, I was a center man, and those guys that I was playing traveling ball with was highly recruited. They was D one players, so they was like seven foot two. Oh man, you know. So I was getting my shot blocked, man. Guys dunking on me, and I was like, nah, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather go rush the quarterback. I get it. Exactly. exactly. Center. It all worked hand-in-hand. It worked hand-in-hand. The stuff that I learned from basketball is why I'm so good now with football because it's basically eye-and-hand coordination. Um, and I've just been good with that, of transitioning that from basketball to football. Man. So no three-point shooting for Zedaria Smith? No three-point None? Hey, I could have. If I shoot a three, man, I'm trying to build a house because I'm shooting all three. <laughs> I mean, see, see I, I mean, like Jay Crowder, PJ Tucker, you know, like those guys can shoot threes every now and then. You can't, you can't jar one from three every uh, now. And then? Uh, look, I can tell you this: it's been twelve. No, is it twelve? Yeah, it's been twelve years since I played basketball. So I can tell you, yeah, no, nah, I can't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I was the, like Jack at the free throw line. How about that? Maybe the Timberwolves. <laughs> maybe the Timberwolves will need a ten day contract. You never know. Now, nah, hopefully, okay. man, that would be awesome. And I just sit on the bench. I won't even go on the court. I just put the gear on. Zadarius <laughs> Smith, this has been a pleasure. Look for my call more often. Okay. Yes, sir. I will appreciate it. Thanks so much, Rich. And anytime. Congrats on the on the gig in Minnesota, and we'll check back in shortly. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. There it goes, Darius mm-hmm. Smith. What a delight. I like it. Rick, that was awesome. Zadarius had twenty six sacks in two seasons, so he don't need to shoot threes. He gets to the he gets to the QB. That's he gets to the line. That's what he does. I like him, man. Wow. QB. That's he gets to the line. That's what he does. I like him, man. Wow. Nah, I'm a professional brander. RES Consulting. <laughs> That's what we do. Still waiting for the checks, though, but, you know. <laughs> really? Okay. We'll talk to HR about that. Ah, the Watson in the Mail guy. Sorry it's so funny whenever things, you know, because we're a small uh, company here, you know. I'm accounting, I believe. I've owned this show coming up on three years. Man, is it coming up on three years? Yeah, essentially, twenty twenty much. It's two ish. Yeah, two ish. When and whenever I talk to people outside, they're like, "Well, you know, what does your HR say?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, what well, we all get along, and we all, we all, we, I don't know, we've never really had any HR situation, and, and then situation like, that comes from the person like who's in says he's in charge of our HR, <laughs> which HR. is like the worst I'm concept. <laughs> Del two forward accounting. I'm accounting. Well, I mean, I yeah. I'm I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah that makes sense. I'm we'll, accounting. We'll let him do accounting. Yeah. And TJ's in charge of lighting candles. I mean, yeah. And just, uh, and social media. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, I'm and, grand, according to John hey. Staley, step, stepping up on people. <laughs> I'm the grand facilitator. That's what I'm I did. Just glad I TJ finally got a new phone. Yeah. What? He got a new phone. Oh, this is news. Oh, I finally this up, is, I'll take a break. It's not my personal business, yeah, man. Take a break. He did it. Take a break. Why is this content? I don't know. Everything is rich. Why not? That's what we do here. Fantastic. Thomas Jane joining us in studio, <laughs> hour three. It's us hanging out until then. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all righty we're back here with our, our our friends on terrestrial radio as well uh thomas jane making his way to our studio shortly right. uh my friend from uh, zebra technologies uh will be joining us the uh, chief product and solutions officer bill burns to just give you a little glimpse about how uh technology is affecting the nfl world and how it's going to affect the nfl world this fall and how um nice zebra was towards run rich run that's coming up thomas jane in studio in hour number three, eight four four two zero four, Rich being the number to dial. So, um, TJ got a new phone. Why is that, that's that's big news <laughs> here? News. On, I don't know why it's big news. Big news. So yeah. TJ, you know, is, is doing all the Instagram and some, and some stuff. You know, Instagram is pictures. It's a visual yes. medium. Okay. TJ was operating Rich with like. An iPhone six with no uh, this is who you with been, no memory it was, left. It, it was a ten. It was a ten. And so sometimes it was the phone before the you, current you'd phone. You look okay. on. Well, the ten we're thirteen now, so ten. So that's like ten minus. So there was no eleven. Some of the yeah. there was an eleven. I have an eleven. There was pictures on, well, and, and they were like blurry. And they were like, what are they? Know, these are the photographs you take of me uh, with the guests. On? Like, that's an official have, show. Have you ever noticed well, it? Heavily edited. I mean, have you ever noticed it? Rich is a 52-year-old man with bad eyes. Like, wow, now he's just going to disrespect you like that. I have nothing to say. Yeah. I put filters so anyway. on, and, and maybe sometimes the filter would cause a uh, thing. But So it got to the point where I was like... I got tired of hearing about it. Like I was like, "Are you going to pay the eight grand that it costs for a new iPhone?" Which they wouldn't. So, we it was just, it was, so it's been a running gag around here yeah. that TJ's operating with basically like flip phone cameras, like, <laughs> like when Del Tufo took Madonna pics with yeah, the BlackBerry. Oh, <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I don't. By the way, I just what, found what, 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 that, that was the Giants and the Patriots Super Bowl was, in Indianapolis. I got good pictures 11, of you too, though. So, so right, and so yeah, that that on. that was where I was interviewing Madonna, who was, was doing the yeah. You know, 
she was doing the halftime. You handed and me I, your phone. And I said to Del Tufo, please take pictures. I didn't own a BlackBerry. And I had a BlackBerry. I didn't know you could zoom. Dude, do not blame it on the technology. No, you were I had terrible. A BlackBerry. I know. I, I was like, oh, my God. It's just like, it came out. Just I didn't have a BlackBerry. In, no, I had a BlackBerry. Zoom <laughs> in. I did. I did. I was have you, like, honestly, was a, a, anybody out there knows when you've handed your device over to your friend to take photographs of what you want captured Crap and shoot. it would be kind of special to you. It's the worst, And then man. you get it back and they have totally fumbled the bet, yeah. on it's the goal line. Awful. They have totally screwed it up. Through the end zone. <sighs> I mean, I have... There come no, it didn't go out. through like, the end none zone. None of them came out good, man. It was terrible. <laughs> They're just the worst. I wish I still had them. I just erased them on the spot. It was that bad. You just deleted looking. them. I was I so angry. I'm like, uh, I'm like, so he terrible. was very, like, it was literally like they were ants on the screen. It's it was terrible. So far the away. worst ever. I didn't zoom. It was. Thankfully, it was... there were actual professional NFL photographers there <laughs> capturing it. So I don't have a problem Shout with that. So what caused you to actually get a new phone? What was the final oh, straw? Because, uh, I'm a, like I had a 256 gig in my storage because of all the pictures I've taken and all the memes yes, over sure. time here. My, it was just so it was filled. I, my phone was running slow. Time. So I just had to upgrade to it. Okay. Well, yeah. welcome to the rest of us. Thank you. But he's acting like I had a flip phone. Like, come on, man. It was close. It might as well have been. <laughs> it was two years old. Guys, you know what? I, I, I feel a little bit bad because we shouldn't phone shame TJ Jefferson. Right? Don't I'm, phone no. shame. Help me. Phone I'm shame. poor. The only people we should phone. Please. The only people we should phone shame are is like when you have a group chat and suddenly it's green. Yeah, oh, like like that one yeah. person who has green text. I, I kick those people it's okay out. To phone I don't. Shame. I don't hold elevators for them either. Yeah, I I, I remove them from I the group chat. Have you done that? I, no, but sense. I'm going to from now on. Now Makes that sense. I said it, yeah. that's an Android, though. Good job, guys. Way to go. Content, Rich Eisen. No, no, no. I know what I'm saying is the, I'm free, the content is obvious. I'm talking about taking a stand, an appropriate stand. <laughs> yeah, I got tired of Brockman shaming me. So okay. Just, well, again, uh, welcome. Terrific, hey, Rich. Before we go, I so, can't. I can't front. There is a difference. <laughs> There is a difference. There's a difference. So he took a picture of us with with Spider the other day, John Sally. I was like, this is the greatest photo I've ever seen. Oh, you've already gotten that. Everything was crystal clear. I thought we should tell everybody that the photographs that we'll post later of Thomas Jane in Studio Hour 3 will be the first time. But no, John Sally the other day. Oh, no. I've had the phone for like two weeks. And before that, I was using, you know, Feller's iPhone. So (laughs) because I was tired of hearing it. You, with Jay Falcon's mic, you've been gone a lot. This proves Jay Falcon would get the and then I mean, airdrop them back. This Sally then, picture looks like a. I told him just give like him the painting. Pulitzer already. It was like a painting. Give him the Pulitzer. It looked Prize. amazing. This is a Pulitzer. I'm Prize. just saying that I need maybe to have my finger on the pulse a little bit more. Now well, you have to. I think I think what you need to do is you know as the, the CEO of the company yes. just you know authorize HR to to give everyone phones. That, yeah. okay. Also, okay, I would. I also, Rich, I would complain yeah, to HR about being bullied at work, but that's a problem. HR is right there. Yeah, he was doing the bullying. HR that the, <laughs> the person in charge of human resources was doing the phone shit. So, well, yeah, what are we going to do? So I, ha- I had no yeah, choice. Yeah. Now, yeah, Chris, as CEO of this operation, that is an, an unacceptable way to run human resources. But it worked. I'll yeah. run it by my team. <laughs> 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 take it up on the zoom <laughs> but from now on the pictures are crystal clear so we just had zadarius smith on the program a delight a complete awesome. delight tremendous yeah i All think right. he's one of our new favorite players tremendous. absolutely yeah. he's Across one of our board. go-to guys in uh in minnesota dalvin cook has been one harrison smith has been one we just added another uh, i like it 
I'm going to have to call, hit up Ashton's stepdad, Mark, who's a big Vikings fan. Oh, okay. Let him know. A very rare T.J. Jefferson name drop of Ashton Kutcher. You normally <laughs> have to do that. Yeah, you have to, like, pry it out of Yeah, him. I do. Jaws of life. So, uh, and it's my new favorite bit to just ask him, uh, Ashton, just out of the blue, whenever he's talking about anybody. Um, so, Zadarius Smith has been signed by Minnesota, and these signings are now two months old. Right, the the what the hell month of March that caused so many big names to sign, like Von Miller signed, and apparently that is what affected Zadarius Smith's conversations with the Ravens. And I don't blame him. Tyreek Hill's conversations and uh, were affected by Devontae Adams' conversations. We're waiting to see if the conversations between Arizona and. Kyler Murray get affected by what happened with the guaranteed money to Deshaun Watson. That's, if you will, the high rent district and the signings that we all talked about in March and affected the way teams drafted in April. But now all the dust has settled. I decided to go deeper because that's what we do here on the Rich Eisen Show. We focus on things that require attention that everybody else has forgotten. Because we're on to other subject matters. We've moved on. And Patrick Beverly keeps talking. (laughs) Give us new things to talk about. He's on the NFL coverage right now. That's (laughs) odd. It's very odd since the NFL Network is currently showing the Super Bowl between Seattle and Denver in New York City. It's very strange. I I saw Pat Beverly in NASCAR last night. Very strange that Pat Beverly's talking smack about that opening safety. Um, So at any rate. I put together the top five under-the-radar NFL acquisitions of 2022. And the NFL film's music means it's time to begin. Chris, you're going to like this one. Number five on the list. Number five on the list. I'm telling you, I'm biased, flat-out biased when it comes to this player who was one of the most dynamite college players Did not do very well in Cleveland. Get it? Understand? Didn't do all that great. Didn't shine out in New York. But now he's coming to New England, and I'm telling you, the Patriots will know what to do with this guy, and he's going to suddenly have the old fountain of youth, and even though he's still youthful. Jabril Peppers is a New England Patriot. Come on! And I'm telling you. I think I forgot that. He is going to be terrific in this defense. They're going to figure out what to do. He's going to make plays. He's going to, quote, unquote, do your job. He knows how to do it. Bill loves Michigan players, as you know. Come on. And that's not just a Brady reference. Jabril Peppers is a uh, uh, an under-the-radar acquisition that's number five on my list. In. Number four. I had to choose two from Miami because they made a couple. And I'm saying this is part of the reason why Dallas isn't all that great anymore. Or I shouldn't say that. Or isn't as good as they were. Cedric Wilson on the Miami Dolphins is going to be, as the kids say, lit. And then you throw in Raheem Mostert to go with the running back room. Okay, that still has Miles Gaskin and a deep running back room. And somebody who can go in there and say, Mike McDaniel wants it done this way. Mike McDaniel likes it that way. And Mike McDaniel may like that guy more than anybody else that's already in there. He's one of the guys that he gets to bring into his situation. And Cedric Wilson, with everybody running and looking at Tyreek Hill and looking at Waddle, that guy, how many plays did he make for your Dallas Cowboys last year when things were not going well? I was disappointed to lose him for sure. 
The two of them together, I guess it's 4A and 4B on my list. Number three. I mentioned this guy as the number one sneaky good draft pick, James Cook, right? The Buffalo Bills acquired him, and I'm like, they got it done, man, this offseason too. And they've got an offense that's going to be unstoppable. The one way to stop this offense, I would say, is what? Get to the quarterback. Put the Mandalorian down on his ass, which you can't really do very often because that's not the way. It usually goes for the Buffalo Bills. Roger Saffold got signed in Buffalo. That's big. I think this is a huge addition to this offensive line. And nobody talks about it. Big man. We, we, we even lost this signing amongst the offensive line movement by the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Roger Saffold signing by the Buffalo Bills is an outstanding under-the-radar NFL acquisition to make the team that has Super Bowl aspirations even better and stronger. And now James Cook. So you got one of my best under-the-radar players that was acquired this March, along with the best sneaky good draft choice in April. The rich just keep getting richer. Here's number two on my list, and I... I don't know how this is going to work out, which I know isn't the greatest way to start how this is the under-the-radar NFL acquisition. I'm assuming it's going to work out because guys who play in this defensive system usually do work out. Miles Jack is a Pittsburgh Steeler, folks. Uh-huh. Forgot about that. Now, I don't know if he's going to finally hit the point of his NFL odometer that caused Miles Jack to drop through the first round. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about how he was hurt and he's only going to have four years in the league. He's not going to go have a very long career. I don't know if Jacksonville is concerned about that problem that he had. It was a broken bone, if I'm not mistaken, when he first got drafted. Yeah, I think you're right. And... Uh, Jim Moore was part of our draft coverage on the NFL Network, and we're like, "What's what gives, Jim? Like, how is this kid from your program dropping?" And it was a medical issue. If he's healthy and he can go sideline to sideline and he can go hunt, I like this guy in the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. We didn't ask Mike Tomlin about him. Hopefully, we will get him on again. I like him. He's number two on my list. Number one on my list. The most under the radar. Acquisition in the National Football League this entire offseason is Russell Gage going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, that happened. The Bucs went and got Atlanta's best receiver from last year. (laughs) Now you could say, oh, yeah, best receiver Julio Jones is gone and he's not there anymore and Calvin Ridley had a washout of a season. But this guy is good. And you know who's going to really get him involved? You know who's going to really love him? You know who's going to know how to get him involved? You know how he's going to still be involved once Chris Godwin comes back from a knee injury? Tom Brady's going to figure this thing out, guys. Russell Gage is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we're all focused on everything else there. From Brady coming back, and Arians leaving, and Todd Bowles coming, and so on and so forth. And Brady's now got a Netflix deal, and Brady's now got a Fox deal, and all of that. And amongst all of that, Russell Gage is a terrific wide receiver. 
and he's going to be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'd be all over him in fantasy, folks, if I were you. And I think he is the top under-the-radar acquisition of the National Football League offseason. What do you think? Those are my five guys. Like that. When I saw Jabril Peppers went to the Patriots, I'm like, look out. Guy can punt return, return kicks. Do it all. Kind of do it all. Yeah. Especially when you look at, you know, Devin, uh, Devin McCourty is probably on his way out. I love Maybe him. Maybe his last year, you know, kind of grooming a replacement. He's good. He's he's one of those, if you will, football players that Bill is going to know exactly what to do. Yeah, with. let's hope we can tap into something there. I think you're going to. I think you're going. You think you're going to have to. That secondary, as you know, lost J.C. Jackson. Those are the to, guys yeah. who we talk about. Those to. are the acquisitions we talk about. Yeah. These five, I think, are, are flowing under the radar. And with Miles Jack, remember he tore his meniscus in a practice. That was his knee. Yeah, and then he dropped out of school, and then they were worried about the long, like you said, the long-term condition of the knee, and you know, he fell from the first round. He was a top three pick projected. By I DJ. think Miles Jack in Pittsburgh could be terrific. Yeah. Those Especially if you're Michigan guy, D. Bell can, you know, or Bo- I'm sorry, D. Bush can. No, I know that they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Oh, they did. They did not. I don't know what they think of him or what's happening with him, or they think he, he hasn't come back from his knee injury well enough. I don't know. Interesting. But Miles Jack is in Pittsburgh, and you are where you are. When we come back on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Thomas Jane's making his way to the studio. And uh, we'll talk about the uh, St. Jude charity Run Rich Run. I'll give you an update on that uh, when we come back. There's some good news to tell you. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network. Um, Let me just give you a a brief update on uh, Run Rich Run. As you know, I ran uh, once again for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in my suit and tie, this time at the Rose Bowl. Uh, we got to check in with RG3 to see if he's going to hook up with a team after he ran that 448. Right. He that said he got some phone everywhere. calls from some yeah. people, right? Yeah. From the NFL saying, You're pretty darn fast. <laughs> still. You still got it. Um, so, thanks to the um, 
uh, largesse of you out there who have donated to NFL.com slash run rich run. Any dollar that you can give to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is most welcome and goes to an incredible cause in making sick children better because it's there's a research hospital. They're, they're, they're currently trying to crack the code on so many horrible cancers yeah. that kill children and make sure that parents never see a bill for the travel, for the lodging, for the food. It is truly the Lord's work that they're doing there in Memphis, Tennessee. And they um, they could use every penny. So uh, Mark Glory, who's the owner of the Timberwolves, put together a collection of uh, business folk who ran with us. Um, and I want to thank as well um, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Stephen R- Rene Bishotti, gave generously again. So did Eddie DeBartolo Sr., uh, Michael Rubin of Fanatics, you are an angel, sir. Um, and just another shout out to my friends also at Zebra Technologies. They have been there with my run and have generated donated, uh, generously donated once again, although they didn't put anything on me this time because we did it at the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I was not tracked by Zebra Technologies, which is a good thing for me, I think. <laughs> And maybe them as well, because <laughs> I don't know if I show. I, I don't know if these are the metrics we yeah, want to share. It wasn't your best. Uh, but the chief product and solutions officer of Zebra Technologies, Bill Burns, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Bill? Good. How are you, Rich? I'm doing um, great to be here. Um, last time we were together was in uh, L.A. I think uh, Friday yes. night uh, at the event, uh, the NFL event before Super Bowl, and. We had a conversation about past support of Run Rich Run, and it's great to be able to partner with you and support you again. You, you, you are know, as you so, said, uh, supporting St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. You are great. so generous, Bill. You are so generous. And the, again, um, I, I can't thank you enough and the rest of uh, your crew at Zebra Technologies for being so generous. And it's just another way, I think, that's pretty cool for uh, Zebra Technologies to be associated with uh, the NFL, um, NFL Play 60 and the NFL Legends community and and helping people understand uh, how, how the game works and, and how the human body works with the game. So um, what neat stuff do you guys have uh, cooking for the fall in 2022, Bill? Yeah, I mean, we've been a partner with the league for now the last uh, eight years or so, right? The That's official so cool. uh, on-field player tracking provider. And, you know, it's uh, really, you know, the data is generated into the next-gen stats platform that's, you know, tracking uh, every ball, every player, you know, every team, every game, uh, every week in the NFL season. And, uh, you know, this year we're going to, you know, uh, we track the Combine and the Senior Bowl, the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl, so all the incoming players into the league. Um, next year we're going to track the historic black colleges and, and uh, university legacy bowls. So we're providing more data earlier to teams um, through the recruiting process, which is great. Uh, in addition to that, we've been tracking uh, starting this year um, really every helmet, every shoulder pad, every cleat worn by every player that's in a practice uh, or in a game um, focused really on, on health and safety. So what what is the metric that you find uh, NFL teams, coaches, staffs, training staffs um, are are using the most? Do you think, or is it the most popular? Which one do you find, Bill? 
is yeah is that. i think it's i mean it, it depends on the the user right the it's everything from you know the coaching staff with uh play calling or matchups or you know how hard did i work the team in in practice to the players themselves is there you're looking at rehabilitation or how many reps did they take in practice or you know, odd things like, you know, how much a player, you know, warms up on the, before a game and literally wears himself out because they're, uh, you know, doing so much workout um, prior to starting the game. And then the league, right? It's around league, you know, rule changes and player health and safety and leveraging the data the best they can, just like Zebra does, you know, outside the NFL. We use that same data for retailers and transportation logistics and manufacturers that, you know, want to track packages and, and uh, things through the supply chain and get more visibility, inventory within retail. Um, they get the same kind of benefits from the same technology that the, the league does, the players does, and the, and the coaches do. Where, where do we, Bill Burns of Zebra Technologies, where do we stand on, on tracking first downs and breaking planes of goals? Where do we stand yeah, on that? I mean, that? the ball's tracked, right? The ball's got right. a tag in it. Right. Um, I think so. the challenges are, are really around the rules today, right? It's, it's really set up around not just where the ball is, but where the player's you know, knee touches, right? And, and there's more to it than just you know, knowing exactly where the ball is. So it's a, you know, inches is where we can tell where the ball is at um, you know, the, with the tag in the ball. But the real question comes down to the rules, right? And it's really about you know, what part, body part of the player is down sure. where the ball's at. But do you think, how close are we to you know, removing human element from exactly where the ball is? If we can just uh, identify whether the ball's broken the plane or anything like that, forget about whether the knee's down. Obviously, that's something you can't track unless there, unless it is, unless you were able to be able to uh, understand when when the pressure of a knee might hit the ground and when the ball might actually cross uh, a line. Bill, is that feasible? Yeah, I, something I, like that. Yeah, I think you'd have to you'd have to change the rules ultimately to be you know, hey, where is the ball versus you know, uh, um, you know, where is the player actually down, and then where's the ball at that time? Mm-hmm. So you know, you can track the ball, the the tags in the center of the ball, so that's a challenge in a couple of inches. Um, what you see in some other sports is where we use video and others. People accept the. Uh, you know, um, a statistical error on, you know, how close, um, you know, something happens and then, you know, kind of go with it. So you'd have to make a choice to really change the rules and say, you know, it's all about where the ball is at that time. And then within the couple of inches of, of accuracy, everybody accepts the result. And you see that today in things like video systems and, and others that are used for, you know, rule determination within other sports. Ah, so the, 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 the tags at the center of the football is what you're saying. That's right. Okay. Yeah, but it's right where the air, you know, uh, is actually input into the football. That's where it's mm. it's physically located um, in the ball. And so, and your tags are underneath the shoulder pads, or uh, underneath the pads in NFL players. Where 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 do you locate those? Where That's correct. Yeah. So the right. the tags underneath the shoulder pads uh, actually look at you know speed and distance travel and orientation and acceleration. You oh, know, right. in the ball, it's you know velocity and rotation and and distance. Um, you know, inside those the tags in the Helmets and shoulder pads and cleats are really to track more health and safety, right? What uh, cleat was a player wearing uh, when they were injured? What surface where they were on is recorded? Uh, the NFL is doing more data gathering around protecting the player's health and safety than any other sports league um, out there. Bill, I can't thank you enough and everybody at Zebra Technologies for, for being part of my run, and I hope it, uh, this relationship lasts for a very long time. I thank you. We do as well. Thank Appreciate you, it. you be well. That's Bill Burns, Zebra Technologies Chief Product and Solutions Officer. They're so awesome. 
with the NFL and such an integral part in the NFL trying to figure out how to keep people healthy, which makes them a perfect partner for Run Rich Run and St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, keeping kids healthy and active. And uh, I cannot thank them and everyone at NFL Network enough and obviously the NFL Legends community and Play 60 and the folks at the Rose Bowl and everyone who took part and everyone who's donated a single penny to this. And um, we announced on the draft 60 days of giving after in honor of the 60th anniversary of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital's founding and in honor of Play 60 now being a part as we were expanding the scope of our run. So 60 more days and we're in the middle of the 60 days. And I'm happy to say due to everyone's largesse, we had a huge weekend on draft weekend nfl network put up a qr code on the screen and so many of you who watched donated i'm telling you just a dollar five dollar anything you can give means a lot we are this close away from raising a million dollars this year alone wow and we are over the five million dollar mark for the life of this charity amazing yeah event fantastic so thank you to everybody and let's uh, let's keep going great job man that's what I'm saying. Thomas Jane is about to walk out here, and I cannot wait to chat with this actor whose work I am a big fan of. That's coming up next with you in Hour 3 of this program.